0: back for episode four of the challenge all-stars i'm john shidley hill
1: and i'm gonna start this pod much like this episode started with what's my name dmx and i'll be the best to see the rest that look like they need the rest one more time what's all you really want? sorry i got it i got way too hyped there i'm sorry you got, but my name is sheldon Alexander. Sheldon,
0: you got the exact amount of hype <laughs> you you really hit the sweet spot of hype there this is the second dmx song Yo. that we've heard on this season and i for one am here for it
1: so do you know it's funny right so i don't think i talked about it on this pod but uh i had to do job towards the end of like the, within the last couple months and it was putting together the openings for the raptors broadcast well one of the first few games in was just after dmx had passed and it was against the brooklyn nets and one of my boys was like, yo, you should use a DMX song for the opening for that game. Or you should use it, uh, right? And I was like, uh, you know, it would have cost us money. And also I'm like, have you actually sat down and listened to the lyrics of a lot of DMX songs? Because, you know, what I would have to do is send the link to a couple people to, like, a couple of my bosses and be like, hey, I like to use this song for one of our openings. If you listen to some of the lyrics of some of these DMX songs, that doesn't fly in 2021. But the one that is funny, though, because after, like, searching through, like, the first couple that I would actually use, I did get to what's my... I did get to this track, which would actually be a pretty dope opening, which could actually work, but, you know. I got... Long story short.
0: (laughs) I love the song where the where my sorry where the hood at like that's
1: yeah until you listen to the lyrics in 2021 and you would pause and be like
0: oh the lyrics are so aggressively homophobic to to the point yes. that it circles back to like was DMX wrestling with his own sexual orientation because like it sort of circles around to like possibly self-hating but they're not acceptable well, and lyrics and it... and at this point i mean they probably weren't acceptable back then but they're definitely not acceptable now
1: (laughs) and he def i mean there's definitely issues there with him talking about prison Mm -hmm. time and yeah there's probably some layers there that tie all into this which i don't know but yes the point remains it's very few and far between you know and again Obviously we've heard a lot of these songs used as of late and you can edit those songs out. I was more so speaking from the fact of me having to email someone and be like, Hey, can I use this song? And then they click the link and listen to where the hood at. And like the first four words in the song is like, yeah, "Yeah. if you know, you know,
0: I'll say that. Sheldon. I don't know if you know this about me. Do you know what my favorite song of all time is?
1: It better not be party.
0: It is not. But it's on a similar wave. It's Jump Around by House of Pain. And (laughs) it's been my favorite song.
1: Come on, man. It's been my favorite song
0: since I was nine years old. Come on. And you know they're going to play it at some point, right? Like, you know that's coming.
1: Sure. I'm going to be so hyped. I
0: I want it played at my funeral. I love that song. What is going on (laughs) right now?
1: jump around. Come <laughs> on. Man. Let's get to the, what's what's going on. Okay. So, DMX starts it with what's my jump around? What? <sighs> okay. Cyrus
0: I and I just Beth. lost so much credit with you. <laughs> so, Cyrus and Beth are talking. <laughs> Cyrus is comforting Beth who is homesick. She misses her husband and her two kids. And he really mm-hmm. gets into detail. Uh, about how they're actually quite close and have been good friends for a long time. They've hung out in real, I want to say the real world, but that's confusing in this context. In real life, they've hung out. And he says, you know, if Beth is feeling homesick, it's on me to help her, like, keep an even keel. Like, it's on me Mm -hmm. to help her out. Speaking of even keeled, Arissa is telling us how she's now a cannabis chef. Combining two things she loves, food and the weed. And as she's describing this, she's burning sage.
1: Hold on. Did you just do the weed in the Stephen A? Was that the Stephen A? Stay off the weed. (laughs) Sorry. I just had to acknowledge that. So
0: Arissa is burning sage and it seems like she's holding some crystals. And she says she's still feeling some kind of way about not winning her last season, which was Battle of the Sexes 2. And Mark mm-hmm. says you know like Arissa and I always got along she's changed a lot
1: <laughs> Well this was you know one of the flashback scenes where I was like oh I remember Arissa yeah. now and I did mention that on Last Pod in the Kyrie Irving Sage Vibes but I was also like oh my because the whole time I was like Arissa this doesn't look like anyone that I remember no. flashback scenes I was like oh okay cool makes sense what do you make of uh like because i feel like slowly a lot of these scenes as we see more and more it's Derek, and or mark separately going and purposely starting conversations like i'm getting the vibes that they're being used in the johnny bananas type way in terms of helping the producers tell a story well
0: don't forget this was mark's idea like Mark came up with the concept of this show. Uh, yes, that's true. And Derek was one that's of true. like the day one supporters.
1: But even if that's the case, I'm still kind of surprised that they were able to get it done, and it would be used as such a promo anchor for Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. But whatever, story for another day. I bring this up though because in the next scene, it's Derek going up to Katie much like Derek went up to Kendall a couple episodes ago, right? And he's just, like, fishing, right? Like, oh, so what's going on, Katie? Uh," Right? And Katie explains that she's actually been working out and she's not the layup that she was back in the day. And I'll be honest, I kind of did forget. Like, I remember Katie, like, causing a lot of trouble. I remember Katie in the arguments and she was a fire starter. I remember that. I didn't necessarily remember her like just being terrified of doing challenges. But as we they rolled the clips, I was like, oh yeah, this is why the TJ thing became such a thing. Him calling people out for quitting. Yeah. Right. Because we were, we forget that, you know, Now, like we we joke about it all the time, but now you have people who train to come on the the challenge. You have like CrossFit champs or whatever, like fitness gurus coming on the challenge. Whereas before it was like regular people that are like, Nah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And that made up like what a quarter of the cast each season. Now we don't even have like one of those people on a normal year. I mean, we have Fassi. (laughs) i also though really did we have to mention fessy i'm just saying he's he's a quitter (laughs) i
0: I feel comfortable bringing up fessy if it's to put him down fair enough in fairness to katie i understand why she's scared she's had the shit kicked out of her on this show so many times
1: yeah
0: i understand why she is sometimes reluctant like There are few people that have had as many injuries as her. So, like, I get why she's shook. But this conversation with Derek underscores my point. Mm -hmm. The fact that she can go in having worked out to prepare and then, like, pretend like she hasn't worked out to, like, sort of lull people into a false sense of security, that would not fly on the regular challenge. Because everybody is in ridiculous shape like there's literal olympians competing on the challenge now (laughs) like you can't just be like this isn't like the nhl in 1971 like you can't be like yeah i quit smoking last week let's play some hockey like you, you have to i mean nhlers who who are we kidding most of them didn't even quit smoking for the regular season Just saying, like, it's a different level when you can be like, yeah, I'm pretending to have not worked out for the past couple of weeks. Like, that doesn't.
1: Yo, do you know what's hilarious that I thought was funny the other day? Uh, I was reading something and they mentioned that uh, Draymond was doing an interview with someone and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I got some time now. I'm going through the drive-through of, like, whatever, In-N-Out or some shit. But he was like, it's my last cheat day before the playoffs. And I I thought that was interesting because I was just like, really? Does that – like that's got to be a mental thing more so than an actual physical thing, right? Because like you not eating fast food for like the two months that you're in the playoffs, depending on how long – like what does that really do? Well, it's interesting. And also, if you're only in the playoffs for, like, a week because you're going to lose in the first round, like, you just, that last meal you're having, right, your last cheat day you're having before your playoff game in less than a week, like, I was like, all right, sure, I just found that funny.
0: Well, it's interesting because James Harden has a completely different approach where he's had fast food every day leading up to the playoffs.
1: Whatever works, <laughs> whatever, whatever works. works, right?
0: He's having a great season. Whatever works. Once he got traded.
1: Uh, correct, <laughs> correct. Uh, what did you make of this challenge? This, this, I'm just calling it a ropes course. Yeah. But what did you make I of this I liked it challenge? a lot. I thought it was I pretty I liked cool.
0: it a lot. Uh, so for those of you who did not watch it, somehow, for some reason, and you're still listening to this podcast, they're split up into four teams. Uh, Darrell competes twice because the fourth team is down a competitor. And,
1: Which is weird,
0: but okay. yeah, <laughs> it was a little weird.
1: Like I get it, but it still. I guess
0: make sense. 19's a prime number, so they couldn't divide it. But yeah, but it's still weird. Uh, and Durrell, or sorry, Durrell. The idea is that you have races between the teams, where each competitor has to go across these ropes. You know, hands mm-hmm. on the ones up high, feet on the ones below. They have to cross touch the, the opposite platform then go back and if they beat their uh, the opponent that they're going against they can undo one of the ropes that their competitor is <laughs> currently on which is a huge advantage and it sort of ends up being a score so like if you drop four of the opposing team's ropes, they only drop one your team wins four to one essentially
1: so one thing I found interesting about this In comparison to other seasons of the challenge, there would be more discussion or we would see more of a breakdown in terms of the team's strategy, Mm -hmm. because the thing that stuck out to me the most was, I mean, I don't, I'm not skipping too far ahead, but one of the teams I thought clearly broke down in terms of the order that they wanted to go in. In terms of okay this person's gonna go then this person's gonna go whereas i felt like some other teams it kind of seemed random and i don't know if that was just me or not but that's kind of what i felt in terms of watching it but let's let's just go through because it'll make more sense sure i do
0: have a comment on that but we can bring it up when we get further down the line
1: okay so we got to the the captain's part which again turns into a whole thing about who's gonna be the the captains of these things and I thought it was funny because Yasella is becoming like a funny I character. like her a lot just she's, she's pretty funny she's I, have
0: to say, I like the cast in general like there's no one where I'm like oh this fucking guy like I like it's fair I like it there's obviously some I prefer than others but there's no one where I'm mm-hmm. like Oh, you know what I mean
1: no 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 that's fair totally fair. Um in the first heat, right? I thought uh what's my girl's name? Joanna? John A? John A. Wow. who's Joanna? I'm just making up names hmm. at this point. What's going on with me here? I don't I know what's going for on. You, but anyways, we'll keep going. <laughs> right? So John A was doing really well. Yeah. Right? Like I thought like she was putting in some work and I, I and, you know, like Powering through and, and obviously the editors do a really good job in building up. They added some music, you know, they have her confessionals talking about she's not going to quit and she's not going to give up. And even if we mention, if we remember her time on the challenge, I would have been like, Oh yeah, she probably would have just quit yeah. already. Right. Cause it was really hard for her. And then she almost gets it done except for the fact that Kellyanne laps her. Because that's how crazy it had to be at that point. Because the 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 wrinkle in this was really cool, right? Once you beat the team first, basically you're ahead and you can remove ropes and that the other team's screwed. Like you would need to catch all the way back up, which is difficult to do. And Kellyanne, like laps her, gets there twice. And just before John A is doing this, like she's about to finish. She's so close to pulling off like a great feat because it was hard for her without one of the ropes and she almost gets there. And then she gets Kelly pulls the rope and she falls. I felt bad for John A, Not going to lie. Not bad enough that I actually remembered her name. Huh. Cause I called her something else, but I did feel bad for her.
0: me too. And what I liked about this is this is a competition that was even for everybody, like regardless of your body type, You Mm -hmm. could find a way to do it. Like Kellyanne, you mentioned, did well. She's super into yoga. She's live. She's uh, strong. She does well. Big E, opposite body type, does well, right? You've got Mm -hmm. Derek, who's kind of, he's quite muscular, but he's short, does well. You have a taller, right? Like it it works for everyone. Um, The big thing, though, and this is something that I caught early on, is to me, I mean it's such a it's a such a hard thing to figure out strategically. Do you send the person that you know is scared and bad at this first in an effort to get them across? Or do you send someone that can fly across really quickly?
1: I think you got to get out to an early lead yeah. quick. That's the biggest key because even if you have your last person going, right? The hope is you send out all your fast people first so that they go through all of their people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I feel like that might be the way to go because once you get down, it, the chances of you coming back, like you need someone really bad to be going on the other team for you to catch up if you're already down a couple of The ropes. other thing. I- and I mean. Because their team tried to catch up by l- making Katie just jump off on yeah. purpose. And that still didn't work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is that, and we didn't see a ton of this, and, you know, maybe I'm missing something after all. I'm not on the ropes. But the thing that it seems to me is if if you know that one of your ropes is about to be dropped, you have to have mm-hmm. uh, one hand – and each foot and each hand on a different rope as like as soon as you realize that one might drop because you don't want you don't want both of your hands on one rope because that's going to be the one they drop you don't want both of your feet on one rope because that's gonna be the one that they drop so if you can Mm -hmm. like stagger your feet and your hands which is so tough it is tough i'm not saying it's easy but like that's you got to at least try and like we later see
1: yeah that's a
0: strategy we later sure. see some people i think it was alton tries to tries to go across on just one rope where he's hanging underneath yeah. it and like yeah yeah, and yeah, like yeah, he yeah. got pretty far and like kudos to him yeah the big moment that i like, think we have to talk about though is katie yeah so it's yeah. she and Arissa are the last and i guess alton we're on a team and Alton and they're down to two ropes. And Katie is just like, I can't do this. Like I, she's fallen. Even uh, episode two, she fell into the water and bloodied her nose. She's like, I am too scared to do this. And she just (laughs) drops off without even touching the ropes. What did you think of this?
1: And now, so I'll be honest in normal circumstances, I'd be like, that's lame. You didn't even try which is kind of lame and and pretty terrible. But in the context of this season being all-stars and like there's, you know, there's an acknowledgement that these people aren't, you know, the diehard, like I'm in the challenge right now. Like they're a little washed, like you're coming in and the assumption is some of these people are washed, right? Like that's what we're coming in thinking. Should she try? Obviously. But I just watched her bust her lip like two days ago, (laughs) right? Like it literally just happened to her. Like her famous move is her being flipped off the this huge thing multiple times into the water and like bussing up her face. So now you fast forward. She comes back on the show after all these years and then she does the, the heights challenge, falls in the water and one of the pieces hits her in the lip and her face is bloody. So this time around, I mean, I don't blame her. And and what was the penalty for just jumping off?
0: There was none.
1: Was there a penalty? There was
0: none. I don't even know what it was. I don't think there was one.
1: So maybe they should have used that strategically.
0: Yeah. The other thing, though, in this moment, to touch on something that you brought up earlier, is that they never... Her team clearly didn't have a plan. Like, she and Arissa are sort of like, wait, do I go? Do you go? And, like... Time is of the essence. Terrible. And like, I understand why they're hesitant, but like, time is of the essence. Like, this you have to be organized. Like, you have to know who's up next.
1: Yeah. Like, and this is the counter into what I was saying earlier, because in the next round, I thought Derek and Mark's team, they clearly had a plan, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so once you see, they were like, Derek's probably our fastest, so we're going to have him go first. Same with the other team, Right. But I think the strategy comes after that because they had, I forget who it was that Mark was going against, but clearly like Mark was going to beat that person. So they had it set up where it's like, they're going to put one of their faster people against one of your weaker Mm -hmm. people to guarantee that they're ahead. And then once you're ahead in the ropes, chances are, chances are you're not going to catch up. Because even if it is the worst person on on my team, let's say, right, against the fastest person on your team, you still have to make up double time. Yeah. Right? Like, that's hard to Mm -hmm. do. So it it appeared to me that they clearly had a strategy in terms of the order that they were going in. I think it was Anissa that Mark ended up going against. But either way, the way that it all played out, it it was just – I mean, they won fairly easily.
0: Yep. Uh, So Mark's, as you said, Mark's team wins, uh, and that means that he has the the lifesaver. Beth's team loses. They did the worst, so she is automatically going in to elimination.
1: Women's Women's elimination. Elimination
0: Week. She asks Mark and Jemmy, like they're having sort of a conference, and she asks for either Katie or Kendall. And Jemmy says, hey, Mark would save Katie. You want Arissa? Like, she's the one that you can take regardless of what's going on. Like, that's who you want. But when they get to nominations, Katie volunteers. And she actually did it in a really funny way when she said a lot of people are really banged up. Their hands are all messed up from those ropes. Mine aren't. Because I didn't touch them, so <laughs> I volunteered to go in, which I thought was funny and classy. Yeah,
1: I thought it was funny, but I will also say that I noticed that when Tech decided he was going to nominate himself, the round of applause that Tech got compared to the round of applause that Katie got was a little different, despite them both doing the exact same
0: thing. Well, I want to. I'm so glad you brought that up because I have a related thing. Because when they're partying that night, Mark is wearing a crown. He has Derek fetching mm-hmm. each woman to come and speak with him about who, like what they, what they think he should do with the lifesaver. Derek's carrying a trophy. Mark has this crown. Jemmy says if anyone is going to be hungry off of power, it's a fifty-year-old man that calls himself the Godfather. And I feel that those two scenes betray a real bias where we just saw people getting mad at Kendall for having the air quotes power go to her head when she was just Mm. mom drunk and like not controlling the volume of her voice. Our man is calling himself the Godfather, sending someone around and making like this big scene about it. And yet they like laugh it off with Mark and we're critical of Kendall for it. And to your point, people were praising and cheering Tech for volunteering himself. And for Katie, that's sort of a lukewarm reaction. It's kind of fucked up that we're seeing men do things and they're praised for it. And women do basically the same thing or a toned down version. And it's not as warmly received. That's kind of fucked up.
1: As much as I was offended by your take of jump around, I was... Arguably, even more offended by them playing Big Papa for Mark's whole little montage yeah. here. I was like, come on. Like, that's not, nah, I will not. That is a great song. That is a great song that could be used in a great moment for any TV show or whatever. And instead, it's used for this clown in this moment. I was kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't really
0: know. Yeah. I didn't love that. I didn't love that whole vibe with Mark and like, I like Mark and I like Derek, but I didn't, I laughed
1: at it, but it made me, it made I laughed, but I was laughing at them, which I guess was their point. Like, I mean, it's not done seriously, Derek, you know, being the gesture or whatever, like I know they're doing it and making a joke of it, but let's, let's be honest when it comes to the actual, uh, elimination, mark definitely was using that information to shift some of the blame right because he was able to say i'm using the lifesaver because i pulled a bunch of the women and the majority of the women said that they wanted me to use it right he just used he just used that whole scenario to to shift blame onto him using the lifesaver so like it was a strategic game move as much as they were trying to make it a joke but I still think it was doing too much. Absolutely. And you're right about the Kendall thing. I didn't even think of it from that angle, but it's totally true.
0: Yeah. Kind of fucked up. Uh, Speaking of fucked up, uh, maybe Mark fucked up because when they get to the actual elimination, TJ says, hey, Mark, you're going to use the Lifesaver, and he uses it on Katie, who, again, let us not forget, volunteered herself. Mm -hmm. But... It's not on Mark to choose who gets to go in. TJ says it's a vote. And this made me laugh really hard. And I said this last episode of You Killed It. I think we're getting to know Darrell a lot better because they're not editing out his swearing. TJ mm-hmm. calls on Durrell to vote first. And Darrell calls TJ a motherfucker.
1: <laughs> so first, first question, though. First question, before we get into the votes, do you think that Katie volunteered to go in knowing that Mark would use a lifesaver on her?
0: I think, hmm.
1: So she was able to volunteer to go in saying like, okay, well, obviously the house is going to be mad at me, but I can use this as a chip. In the future, saying, "Hey, I volunteered to go in already, so that'll take some of the heat off of me," knowing that Mark was going to use it on her to take her off.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Mark's mistake here was just that he went in thinking he knew the rules of the game, and like it, it yeah. I think it works out for him. But, like, I think he was playing with fire more than he realized.
1: That's fair, okay. okay. So, yeah, as we get to the vote now, and Darrell's put on the spot.
0: Durrell makes because he doesn't know Darrell makes do. the exact right decision though,
1: of course, he does because this could have gone a completely different way, right? Because obviously, once the train starts moving, the smart move is just to jump on whoever has the most yeah. votes or burn your vote, right? but. The options are clear. But Durell just says, you know what? I'm gonna ask Beth. And smart move. Beth picks Arissa and then the snowball starts to come.
0: And I need to criticize some More and more
1: know. people. Oh, I know what you're gonna so say. So durrell
0: votes Arissa. Jemmy is next in line, also votes Arissa because Beth, her challenge mom, has just given her the green light. So it's Two, mm-hmm. nothing. And then Anissa votes. And Anissa's like, I can't. Arissa's my girl. I vote Kendall. Yeah, Kendall does something stupid here. Mm-hmm. She is like, well, I'm going to vote for you, Anissa. So the vote is two to one in favor of Arissa. And Kendall makes it two to one to one instead of three to one correct kendall i think is good in competitions but i don't think she's got a brain for this game
1: but the other part is as the votes keep going Arissa votes for kellyanne
0: I, and again
1: and Arissa should have voted for kendall like even though like it didn't matter in the end but at that time she just wasted her vote, right? Instead of voting for Kendo, which would have made it closer, she voted for Kellyanne just because Kellyanne voted for her. And I was like, that's not how you do this. But it goes back to what you said earlier on. If you haven't been around for a while, so you're not really studying how the game actually works, and you remove emotion out of it, right? Things would change. But... <laughs> it's not necessarily how, how things have gone so far. Right. So you end up in this moment where people don't know what they're doing, but in the end, anyways, it ends up being Arisa. So it's Arissa versus Beth and, you know, Mark, I don't know if that's what Mark wanted. Cause Mark would be then able to help, you know, Beth and Katie. I don't know, but Arissa's energy just off the top like she's taking off her hoodie and she's well, saying hold on i'm gonna pause
0: you there mark says that he was gonna put in kendall so this is not what he intended
1: oh yes that's true that is true that is true good call there um but he did not put in kendall <laughs> <laughs> and Arissa says can we box then she asked one more time can we box And I'm just like, whoa, like she's really salty about this. But I think I wrote down like, but that's the game. The game is a game, right? And like, that's just what it is. So TJ explains what the game is, which I'm not going to go through and explain because it doesn't really matter. Because eventually, Arissa just gives this speech where her point, I might... So in her speech, she mentions the fact that even if I do win... I don't think I'll be able to look you in the face when I go back into the house with all of you, because you guys essentially just backstab me and I'm paraphrasing there, but that's essentially what she said at the core of that comment. I kind of, I can see how that might make sense, but the way that she goes about it is just terrible. Right. And again, I'm not saying that I agree with her. I'm saying I could kind of see that viewpoint. But she goes off and she's just like telling everyone to F off and kiss her ass and this, that, and the third. And she's giving everyone the middle fingers. And I mean, it was just a weird flex. She quits. She quits.
0: I don't think her heart was in this show. Agreed. All of this episode and in the last episode, they were all saying how she was isolating herself. Like they'd all be partying and she'd sort of be off by herself. She says herself that now she's more into peace and calm and quiet. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I I just think she didn't want to be there. And as soon as it got like a little bit harder, she she was like, all right, screw this. I'm out.
1: First sign of adversity. She took the out right? Which tells that her head wasn't in it. And I think we even saw the scene where Mark talked to her and asked her and said, Hey, I don't want to put you in, but I'm thinking of using the lifesaver and I don't want to use it on you. But if you tell me that you want it used on you, cause you're not really in the game, let me know. I'll use yeah. it on you. Yeah. And she's like, Nope, I actually do want to stay. And she was kind of focused in on the money side of it, which of course everyone is, but like, I don't think she understood the work that it would take to get the money. And, right? You probably thought if I'm just quiet and I just play my position and I hang out in the background, maybe I could catch myself in the end and make some money.
0: And she calls everyone snakes, but who snaked her exactly? Okay, so Beth asked to go against her.
1: But that's not but Snake. That's
0: not Snake. No. First of all, she said it to her face in front of everyone. Second of all, correct. Beth started that evening thinking she was going to go in against Katie. Yeah. So it's not on Katie. It's not on Durrell, who was just doing as Beth asked. Nope. It's not on Jemmy. It was not a landslide vote for Arissa by any stretch. Right. Like, so yeah. there's people who actively said, I'm not going to do Arissa like that. Right. Like, Anissa. And and it wasn't just her. There was a lot of people that had Arissa's back. So I really think that she just didn't want the potential embarrassment of losing to Beth. And her heart already wasn't in it. She wasn't having fun in the house. So she just stormed off. Uh, which leads to my line yeah. of the episode From TJ saying Okay, don't take care, hope to see you never Which we haven't had him say in a while
1: That was my line of the episode oh, I love well. it when we get along we just, you know Hey, that's just, it was too easy I, I like it A runner I like
0: up it. though is Derek saying "Arissa, if you think we're all snakes See you later <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not bad. Not, not as bad. good as TJ, yeah. but still pretty good. Hope to see you never. Well played by Who TJ. Who killed it for you this week? Oh, this is an easy LVP. It's Arissa. Like, you can't quit like that and not be the LVP. Like, that is terrible. That is a letdown. And maybe I'm thinking of this from the production standpoint, as sometimes I often do. But if I bust my ass to come up with some form of a competition... the elimination and yeah maybe we can use this again in in one of the later eliminations cool maybe we are going to use it in one of the eliminations but if i'm trying to put together an episode and i'm trying to get to my 43 minutes of content or whatever it is i need to get to per episode and you eliminate some of that potential content because you just quit what nah miss me with that lvp Arissa. There's one way to get LVP. It's to quit before the elimination. Yeah.
0: Like, when was the last time no. someone quit before an elimination? I can't even remember it happening.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen that. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I've seen people like volunteer to just go home like before, like they're not in like the elimination Lolo or
0: double agents. You
1: know. Yeah, but yeah, but they're not on the they're not on the block or the brink going. On. I don't remember. I'm sure it's probably happened. But like in that moment, before you're about to actually compete in the elimination, yeah, I don't know, lame,
0: very lame, disappointing. I agree with you. Just, for, just for the record, it is a unanimous LVP to Arisa, and it. I mean, we just broke it down, but just she says the whole house is full of snakes when she has people who literally stood up and refused to vote her in.
1: And also, like, it's not like she did much to, like, make herself a part of the house. Like, we got so many scenes of her just off by herself. And nobody's saying that you got to, like, drink with the rest of the group. Nobody's saying that you got to be, like, dancing to Mace, although you should always be dancing to Mace. But nobody's saying you yet to participate in that level right and like be all up in everybody's business but she would we got so many scenes of like everyone just hanging out and talking and then her off in the corner by herself wearing sunglasses yeah
0: at night and not like like very hard
1: when it so then when it becomes time for the house to make a decision based on relationships in the house and you've done absolutely nothing to try to make relationships with anyone else in the house, how then are you going to get surprised or mad or upset that the people in the house are like, nah? She also she I'll also
0: said her. something that I just can't agree on. Like in her ranch, she gets mad about like you're coming for my money. Here's the thing, Arissa, it's not your money. It's no one's money ding, ding, yet, ding. right? It's money that you're all competing for. And like, you're not, it's not like they took it out of your hands. You are all striving toward it. Exactly. Right. She was far from a lock. It's like, a terrible We haven't spoken about who the favorites are to win. But Arissa would not have been high on my list of potential winners. No.
1: Definitely not. Definitely not.
0: Uh, where can the good people find you on social media?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, Instagram, Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe wherever you get the You Killed It podcast. You know where you get your podcast, people. And uh, like and subscribe to YouTube page. And, you know, rate us and subscribe. And uh, I think they changed subscribe to follow. Uh. I think that might be a thing now. But either way, you know the vibes. You know what to do, people. This is how you support the movement, support the pod. Like and subscribe to the On Blast Network as well on YouTube. Thank you,
0: people. And we appreciate it. You can you. find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chidley Hill. Until next week, this was You Killed It.
1: You killed it.
0: Damn, Sheldon.